Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Okay. So today we're talking to Shona Elliott. Uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of quite interesting stuff, I suspect, having seen uh, Shona's information. So, first of all, good afternoon, Shona, wherever you are in the world. Good afternoon, Russell. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm t- detecting by your accent that you're from or you're, um, you're based in the US of A, by the sounds of it. Yes, you're correct. I'm currently in Oklahoma, just north of Oklahoma City been here about four to five years and I'm actually a Canadian temporarily transplanted here in Oklahoma so prior to moving here uh, I lived in Windsor and also in Birmingham Michigan Uh, just both places just uh, outside of the Detroit Michigan area so I'm happy to be here in Oklahoma uh, currently but uh, I'm missing my my family my parents uh, in Windsor Ontario can't quite travel just yet Hopefully yeah. soon. And I noticed the aboot just there, just in the middle of there. You can just pick it up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm sure you're sick and tired of being, you know, hearing songs from the Oklahoma show when people ask you if you're having a wonderful morning and if the horn is, <laughs> the corn is as high as an elephant's thigh. But we're <laughs> going to spare you that today. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, Shauna, tell us, tell us um, how you describe what it is you do. Uh, well, currently I am just starting up my business uh, for executive um, advising is what I call it. Uh, in March, just as uh, coronavirus was taking place, I released my first book called Creating Value as a Senior Leader. And it was really around effective strategies to retain employees, increase engagement while achieving your organization's goals. And as I released my first book, I was about to begin really building my business around executive advising to help uh, CEOs and other C-suite leaders uh, authentically connect with their employees, uh, hear their stories, experience their realities through their eyes, all for the purposes of aligning uh, organizational goals together in accomplishing those goals. And then coronavirus hit and I have a four-year-old. So uh, anytime I was going to dedicate to building my business was when she was in school and that shifted to homeschooling. So I've kind of parked uh, that business development a little bit and what, that really was actually fortunate. So I, I really realized during coronavirus uh, there's a major piece of my executive experience, which is around pandemic planning, occupational health and safety, infection control, that I really didn't 
take into account when I wrote my book, obviously not foreseeing the uh, pandemic uh, that was uh, about to hit, uh, and have really shifted my business to helping senior leaders emerging from crisis uh, reconnect with their employees, rebuild trust, and uh, work at building those relationships to achieve their organizational goals. And I'm able to bring in my 15 years of hospital experience uh, leading pandemic planning. Uh, I worked in a hospital as a few hours away from Toronto when SARS hit and uh, learned so many lessons through H1N1 and Ebola as well. So we are able to uh, connect with those employees in a different way having that experience. So that's great. So Shona, you've written a book. Um, so let's unpack that. Well, well it's, lots of people write leadership books, but um, what's your track record or what's your background that led you to writing that particular book? Yes, yeah, so I have 15 years of senior leadership experience and uh, largely in the healthcare setting. And uh, through those 15 years, I was really, uh, really moved by the leadership connection that I had with employees when I walked in their shoes. So my leadership experience has really been around seeing the reality of employees through their eyes by working alongside them. I had many experiences, which I go through in my book, where I share the power of walking in shoes of employees that has on leadership decisions and has on really your perspective as a senior leader. So I have worked uh, in many uh, different situations, uh, such as cleaning toilets, cleaning hospital rooms, delivering food trays, answering service tickets from an IT perspective, working in customer service, all very um, different positions that reported up to me as a senior leader. And as I did that, I really understood the reality uh, my employees were experiencing and the impact my decisions had uh, with respect to their uh, working conditions and looked at making those decisions uh, differently through the perspective I learned of my employees. Uh, as I worked alongside of them. So taking those kind of leadership fundamentals and philosophies forward with me throughout my career really helped me uh, synthesize some of the key philosophies and key concepts that are important to senior leaders. Uh, and that's why I decided to write a book. I took a bit of a break uh, when I had my daughter and as she started preschool, I began to think, well, how can I give back professionally and still support uh, her at home and uh, I had a number of people kind of ask me say hey you know why don't you consider writing about your thoughts on leadership and uh, that's a book emerged. Okay. Um, so is healthcare I mean is healthcare does it have unique challenges? Uh, is our lessons that you learn in healthcare that are they applicable in logistics or manufacturing or retail? What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. Healthcare has some unique challenges, and I believe leadership at the senior level, there are some commonalities regardless of the industry you're leading. But the unique challenges for healthcare is really that um, human interaction with respect to that patient, and of course, the lives that physicians and nurses hold in their hands as they take care of those patients and maintaining that level of dignity uh, when you are providing that patient care. Uh, and we're all humans, so humans, as they do uh, lead or as they are providing a service, you know, they have their own human emotions that they are dealing with as they're providing care. 
And so you have to take all that into account uh, as a senior leader in the hospital or healthcare environment. And stepping back from that, and you know, I've had the opportunity to lead outside of healthcare in a senior leadership position as well, there's still some very key similarities, regardless of the organization you're leading in. Uh, the ability as a senior leader to connect with employees authentically, to understand their experiences and understand what's important to them, uh, and also understanding how you need to connect those dots as a senior leader from the employee's role to the mission of your organization. Those are, I think, key concepts that are I basically are, are fundamental and are transportable regardless of the industry you're, you're leading in. Okay, so you talk about linking uh, vision to action. So, so practically, what should leaders be doing in that sort of area? Uh, taking the opportunity to kind of connect those dots by looking at the roles uh, within an organization and painting that picture for the employee as to the importance of the, the role that they're in to the mission of the organization. And for me personally, uh, I used to do that uh, by shadowing my employees and, and walking alongside of them and doing that work. It was an excellent opportunity to be able to say to a housekeeper cleaning a patient room as an example, how important their role is to our mission of providing safe care to patients. So as they're cleaning the room, they are preventing hospital acquired infections uh, for other patients. Uh, they have the opportunity to interact with patients, bring a smile to their day and connect with them. And all of that helps us achieve our mission uh, at a hospital, as an example. And so taking that opportunity to personally connect those dots for that employee is a way a senior leader can help bring the mission alive, in addition to doing all of the corporate work that you do to bring a mission alive and aligning goals to the mission, et cetera. But I think senior leaders have uh, a way to personally deliver that by connecting those dots personally, by interacting with employees, by getting out of your office, being a little bit uncomfortable uh, with walking in their shoes, um, but really kind of seeing that reality and authentically communicating with the employees by connecting those thoughts for them. Okay, so so um, you've mentioned authenticity or authentically connecting and such like. So so what does authenticity or authentic connection really mean? Yeah, I think it means really caring to hear about the perspective of your employees and being present with them and listening to their stories. Uh, not going through in your mind as an employee speaking as to uh, defending a position, as to uh, trying to put a perspective forward that may shift a perspective of an employee, but it's sitting there in the space with that individual for the purposes of truly hearing what it is they have to say and not feeling like you have to um, basically sell to them why you're in your position as a senior leader or sell to them the mission of the organization. It's parking all that aside for the purposes of hearing and genuinely caring about what it is they have to say, for the purposes of incorporating that perspective into your own uh, and looking at seeing where you may need to shift organizational decisions or organizational goals uh, to incorporate that perspective. Right. And so you're saying, because um, you mentioned quite the, you know, I'm looking at your website and it talks a lot about um, you're here to um, create value. So how does doing that authentic connection create value? And what sort of value is it? Uh, for me, value uh, 
looks different depending on your role as a senior leader and, and your perspective in the organization. Right. And for me, that means uh, being in service to employees to provide them the best working conditions possible so that they can in turn provide the best service uh, possible to the customers of your organization. And by creating value is allowing, is by genuinely listening, having that authentic connection uh, for the purposes of understanding what those working conditions are. So you can then create, based on the perspectives of those you're leading, an environment that allows them to do their best work. And that's how you provide value. And together by uh, listening and incorporating those perspectives um, in a real way, you're able then to co-create goals uh, and strategies that are achievable, that have buy-in since they're co-created, uh, and that moves your organization forward. That's how you provide value. What do you do with, how do you deal with people who um, aren't engaged, who aren't interested in that sort of approach? Do you change your approach or do you somehow persuade them that the approach is correct? Well, I think you have to get to the basis of why they may not be engaged. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of organizations just leave it to the HR department and, you know, they, uh, deploy an engagement survey and the HR department's then charged with the task of, you know, of increasing engagement. And they do that without the understanding uh, from a senior leadership perspective as to what has gone wrong and what uh, they need to do to kind of uh, hear, hear the concerns of employees and change the course of action or change the direction. So for a senior leadership perspective, you know, if you're personally involved and interested in increasing engagement, it is having those conversations with those employees who aren't engaged and hearing them as to why not and what needs to happen to have engagement uh, increase. So it's not coming in with the answers. It's really seeking to understand what needs to be done to increase engagement. And as a senior leader, you have to be, you know, personally vested and interested to kind of go through that work and have those conversations to, um, to understand uh, and then take those perspectives and incorporate them to your strategies to help make a difference. Uh, and then subsequently engagement will increase as a result. Right. And we're assuming engagement's a good thing. Yes, I think there's lots of literature out there that uh, will uh, report that increased engagement in organizations with employees, you know, leads to uh, leads to better results from a bottom line perspective, decreases absenteeism, increases productivity, increases quality of work, and so when employees are engaged, they will go above and beyond what's, you know, basically required of them. Uh, they'll do additional work to help achieve goals. More importantly, they are invested in the organization's success. And when that happens, then almost anything from a good thing can happen. And uh, organizations who aren't really uh, they're not really caring as, you know, as to their engagement levels with employees. I think that's where you see where those organizations aren't nearly as successful as those that take the time and are caring about the engagement levels of their employees. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and certainly all the Gallup work, they've, they've certainly done a, a, a lot of research proving their own model. There's no doubt about that. Um, so what was the motivation for writing a book? Um, I mean, I know you've sort of touched on this earlier, but um, I mean, most people 
most people, the idea of writing a book, it's the idea of, you know, sort of some sort of purda for a short period of while. So, so why did you do it and how did you find it? Yeah, uh, for me, writing a book, one, was just helpful to really take the time uh, to reflect on my leadership style and principles in a way I didn't have the opportunity to when I was working as a CEO and as a senior leader. Uh, so that was a, a wonderful gift in itself, just to be able to take the time and reflect on my own leadership experiences and draw out from it what I found valuable and what my lessons learned were. And writing a book uh, helped me then synthesize that information and be able to put it in a way and in a vehicle to help share that message with others. I find in my experience that senior leaders really um, get lost in their roles at the time. They, they lead, they get caught up in all that senior leadership is and they lose their way. And that happened to me a few times in my leadership tenure, and I really wanted to convey a message as to how you reconnect with your purpose of leading and how you can provide value to those that you lead and to yourself as well through your leadership journey. And so writing a book helped me synthesize that information, but more importantly, be able to highlight those lessons learned and be able to put that into a vehicle to help share that message with others. And, and so the motivation for writing it was to, as you say, synthesize, distill, but is, is, it a, is it one of those books that um, has practical tips and strategies for people to follow? Yes, absolutely. I was really um, conscious when writing the book to not get too deep into all of the academia. Uh, there's plenty of other great books out there that uh, talk about the research and the academic views of leadership. So I, I certainly filled my book with some of the outcomes of those uh, research studies, but then build in practical tips uh, based on my experience uh, for senior leaders to incorporate into their leadership style. So in there, I incorporate mindset uh, tips uh, to help senior leaders really focus on their own why uh, for leadership, uh, focus in on visioning exercises to help uh, them vision the ideal senior leader that they want to be and then build into uh, their own leadership toolkit, so to speak, uh, different tools and tactics to help them engage with their employees based on their own why, and then perhaps the why of employees in terms of why they are either leaving the organization or kind of checking out in a disengaged way. Yeah. So my book is filled with lots of tools and tips from a practical perspective. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Isn't it? If you're a practitioner yourself, you want to be able to read something you can think about applying or, or disagree with and understand why, because that's, that's really important, isn't it? So how do you see in this, this strange post-COVID world we're coming to, um, how do you see the role of leaders changing over the course of time? Yeah, I think there's kind of two main streams from a leadership perspective that um, that look really interesting post-COVID. So certainly in organizations where employees felt the trust was broken between them and senior leaders in the ways that they weren't, uh, they weren't protected in regards to hospitals, for example, with prote personal protective equipment or PPE. Yeah. Uh, so some organizations, hospitals, you know, they were wearing, employees were wearing garbage bags. So they did not feel that they were personally protected right. uh, you know, having to take care of patients. So in those organizations, senior leaders are gonna really have to work on rebuilding trust with those employees 
and listening to their stories, taking time to allow um, the healing to occur. And senior leaders, in my view, will have to do that uh, personally. They'll have to hear those stories themselves, not just leave it to a third party or an HR team to do that work. If true healing is going to occur, senior leaders need to own any mistakes uh, that they feel that they've made, uh, listen to the stories of their employees, and incorporate their feedback as to how they can do things different for that healing to occur. So I think that will look different for sure. And then in organizations where they may have had to restructure because of lost revenue uh, related yeah. to COVID. There's a different strategy that needs to take place. They'll have to be healing with respect to, you know, the loss of those key positions or employees due to restructuring. And they'll have to incorporate the views of those employees uh, in terms of going forward. So organizations may have a new mission, may have a new goal. So they have to paint that new picture together with their employees and connect those new dots in terms of the new roles and their new organizational structures they move forward. And, that, and that's a challenge, isn't it? Especially when, if you think about it, we've been under a very benign business culture for the last 12 years. And there are, there's a lot of new leaders in the, in the world who actually have no idea what it's like to go through that process. It's, a, it's, it's gonna be a challenge, isn't it? Oh, it is. And so some of the work you're doing on resiliency, I think, is going to be really key. Uh, so certainly senior leaders need to be resilient through a crisis. Um, but to me, the resiliency actually is really critical emerging from a crisis. And so you know, I think you know, a lot of leaders can kind of pull it together through the thick of it. But then after the dust settles where the real work of healing and rebuilding needs to occur, to me, that resiliency is is so critical and I, I don't think there's a lot of attention being paid to that right now everyone's kind of just working hard yeah. to get through it yeah. uh, which is important but the thinking now has to occur in terms of that rebuilding once the dust settles yeah that's a good point actually so people want to get hold of the book or to find out more about you uh shona how did they do that uh they can go to my website www w.shonaelliot.org uh, -E -L -L and they can get a copy of my book by uh, either emailing me. I have an Amazon link as well. All that's available on my website. And in addition, if any uh, senior leaders are interested in a strategy session for me, I am offering that at no cost to them just to provide some value back. I was just been looking at uh, the reviews on Amazon. So uh, do do forgive me. I always, I always find it interesting to have a quick look as we're chatting. And it's got some awesome reviews. And, and actually uh, very much sort of playing to that point about this is very practical. This is a very sort of user-friendly book. So that's, um, you know, it's a real credit to you. Thank you. I really appreciate that feedback. And I'm looking forward to being able to promote it. I've got hard copy coming uh, through my publisher uh, this fall and it'll be available in bookstores in the spring. So I look forward to being able to get out once the dust settles here with homeschooling and uh, kids are back in school to be able to get out and about and help folks that are, are in need for some support. Brilliant. So you can go to amazon.com and look at book, create value as a senior lady uh, or shonaelliot.org. It's a great, great website. Uh, you can get hold of her and talk to her and subscribe and do all sorts of wonderful things. Shona, it's been a joy to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Russell. It's been my pleasure. Brilliant. Thanks so much. You take care. You too. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. 
Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.